Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? You're listening to the Syrupcast. We're recording on May 11th, and we're on episode 120. If you've never listened to the Syrupcast, it's a podcast where we, uh, the Mobile Syrup team, cover Canadian tech specifically as it relates to the mobile and telecom scene in Canada. This week, uh, we're doing something a bit special. Joining us from all the way in Seattle is Rose Bihar on the ground for Mobile Syrup at uh, Microsoft's annual developer or annual build developer conference. Rose, how are you? Hello, I'm very great. I am reporting live from Seattle. Very nice. Um, Also new, we have... Mr. Dean Daly, uh, if you've been reading Mobile Syrup, you might have caught Dean's uh, articles on the website. Dean's uh, been interning with us. Uh, Dean, how are you? I'm doing well and happy to be here. Thank you for coming on. And last but certainly not least, Old Reliable himself. What's up? How's it going, Pat? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for coming back on the podcast yet again. No problem. It's what I do. Show up here every week, sit here, say somewhat intelligent things. That's, you know, the best we can hope for. All of us, I would say. Uh, So we're going to jump into some royalty-free beats. And then after that, we're going to take it from the top. So welcome back. Um, As I mentioned at the top of the uh, show, uh, Rose is in uh, Seattle, Washington, covering Microsoft's annual build conference. Uh, Rose, what's what's it been on the ground? Have you seen Steve Ballmer yet? Has he been very sweaty? I saw somebody sort of like rustling in a bush somewhere, and I don't know whether it was Steve Ballmer. Cannot confirm, but it could have been. Okay. Um, okay. I did hear developers, developers, developers being whispered sort of like wistfully. So it was probably him. It was him. Uh, yeah. So what's been, I guess let's start very basic. Um, what has been kind of the feel at the conference so far? Uh, the feel at the conference, the first day was fairly tame. There weren't really many announcements to speak of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even know one journalist who changed their flight ticket and got out of there because they were like, oh, there's nothing here for me. But the second day has been pretty electric as mm-hmm. it's the day where the Windows Fall Creators update was announced. And mm-hmm. it's actually a pretty big update. Right. So do you want to kind of highlight for us some of the main announcements, but specifically, uh, you know, what was like, can you talk a bit more about the fall creators update? Um, so that's Redstone 3, right? That's right. That was what was known as Redstone 3. Mm-hmm. And it has a new design called Microsoft Fluent Design, mm-hmm. formerly known as Project Neon. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what it's all about is enabling cross device and cross platform experiences that's Mm -hmm. the main big thing behind this update Mm -hmm. um so that's behind the the design update which you know is you know there's some there's some blur effects there's some translucency but mostly it's about uh that sort of cross device experience Mm -hmm. and it's also at play with microsoft graph which you might not know what that means because i know i didn't uh Mm -hmm. initially Mm -hmm. 
Uh, yes. So do you want to tell us what Microsoft Graph is? Absolutely. So Microsoft Graph, it, Microsoft sort of bandying, bandying it around like everybody already knows what it is. But I don't think many do. It's, it's um, You can think of Microsoft Graph as a tool that pulls together info about a user from mm -hmm. a variety of different Microsoft services and then uses that intelligence for the user's benefit. So it's kind of like how we often talk about the benefits that you can get from being in Google's web of intelligence. Mm -hmm. I know Pat likes I know Pat likes Google spying on him. So I do. I love you might it. be excited about Microsoft it. spying on you. I love Google tracking everything that I do every day. Yes, and we'll be talking about tracking in just a more in just a moment. Um, so, mm -hmm, sorry, continue, Rose. Oh, yeah. So it just Microsoft wants uh, that same sort of thing. And, and they don't really mind if you're using a variety of non-Microsoft devices to get there. It's just about getting people into the graph. So they mm -hmm. did sort of mention, um, you know, we know that we might be only one of a user's six devices, but we want to make all of those devices work better, which, again, is kind of like a Google mindset in a way. Mm -hmm. Did you um, ha Have you seen any AR or HoloLens related stuff yet? Yeah, so that was the other big thing from today, which was that uh, mixed reality development kits were announced in terms of pricing, mm -hmm. available for pre-order in Canada. Um, it's $299 uh, US dollars for the headset, and Microsoft confirmed to me that the Canadian pricing will match with the conversion rate, so it's about $410 Canadian. It's not um, that horrible. Not Right, like yeah. in the world of, of mixed reality. Yeah, and again, yeah. that's like mm -hmm. another term that they have just kind of invented to be a catch-all phrase for everything from AR to VR to holograms. That's true. They've been they've been pushing that for a while, even since the uh, since HoloLens was revealed, right. I guess, a couple of years ago. Right. right. So um, I guess bigger picture, Rose, uh, the question I had for you, uh, when I went to build last year, it was all about bots, 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 right? Uh, bots yeah. are the future. Bots will make everything great. Uh, this year, there didn't seem to be much about bots. Uh, and I think build is kind of interesting. And it's the same, I think, with uh, not only build, but also IO and obviously WWDC. It's less about current products so much as it is like a roadmap for the future of that company, right? Like this is where Microsoft iterates what Microsoft is going to be about in the future. So having now seen two of the keynotes, what is your take of what is the vision of the future that Microsoft is kind of showing and iterating here at Build? There's a couple of things. I think there's the thing that I was mentioning with, you know, cross devices and having getting people into the Microsoft graph. Mm -hmm. There is a real focus on um, mixed reality and gaming in general. And then there's also a still a very strong focus on AI uh, in whatever form that might take. But, you know, particularly with the announcement of the Cortana skills kit so that Cortana can be become more useful. Mm -hmm. And um, they still do believe in bots. I, I was asking uh, Lily Cheng, who's an AI specialist with Microsoft, um, about, you know, okay, so what happened with bots? And there's a couple of different things that she said. She said there was sort of like a lack of developer tools for customization. Mm -hmm. And so now they've, they've rolled some of those out and they're hoping that those will allow developers to really customize the AI that they work with. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also a need to be more standard. So some People don't necessarily know what they're looking at or what they're trying to do with a bot when they open it up. 
And she thinks that that has to, there has to be a process of standardization before people get comfortable with it. Does the lack of bots have anything to do with the fact that Tay become, became racist? <laughs> I mean, I, I personally think that was a pretty big, that was a, that was a pretty big piece of bad PR for bots yeah, yeah. Uh, in general. So, and that was Microsoft specifically that. Well, it was just before build 2016 yeah, yeah. too, right? That was the funny thing. Well, that, that was the whole thing. I, I remember the narrative when Eeyore was down to build last year was like every publication was asking, so, okay, this bot's cool, but can it become racist and become this horrible yeah. thing? <laughs> um, it, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Could. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. The other question I had was, you know, it was kind of interesting, uh, wa watching Satya kind of, uh, come on stage and give his, you know, as he does his grandiose vision. Um, and he's like, you know, he invoked 1984, all the kind of dystopian writers. And then the vision that Microsoft presented was very dystopian to me in the sense that they're like, here's this workplace and every there's a camera everywhere and we're tracking everything and i was like hmm, this is maybe not the best uh <laughs> kind of foot to put forward so what was your kind of take on that i think personally if there's one i am uncomfortable with that but i think mm -hmm. if there's one company that i would prefer doing this sort of stuff with mm -hmm. microsoft graph and with these kind of AIs, mm -hmm. it, it's probably Microsoft. I mm -hmm. do think Satya is an intelligent guy and has been a great leader. And the company itself um, is, 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 you know, has a lot of good like community um, initiatives and, you know, is sort of not that evil. So mm -hmm. if anybody has to do it, you know, maybe Microsoft won't be that terrible. Mm -hmm. he's, he's also a good looking guy, too. He is. That's true. Yeah. Did you see that picture of him when he was younger with hair? And I glasses? did. That was, I did. That was something else. Uh, so speaking of, you know, a future in which there are cameras everywhere, um, Amazon announced the uh, Amazon Echo Show uh, this week. We also found out that Apple employees are testing uh, whatever competitor Apple is going to release yeah. or might release. We don't know. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, the Invoke was a big part of the build keynote. Uh, so that's the Harman and Corden slash Samsung uh, Cortana speaker. Um, so, you know, starting with Patrick, um, the question I had for you, Pat, and I'd love you to contribute then, Dean, uh, and then obviously Rose, is why do you think there's this been this sudden kind of interest, like burgeoning interest all of a sudden where everyone's like, you know what, forget about mobile. That's, you know, that kind of wave has crested. Uh, now it's all about these home speakers or voice activated personal assistants, whatever you want to call them. I think so. One, I think it's companies following what other companies are doing. Like mm -hmm. the echo came out, uh, I guess a little bit over a year now, mm -hmm. uh, maybe more than that. And, uh, nobody really thought what it was. No, no one really knew what it was when it launched mm -hmm. and it sort of evolved into this way to link various disparate IOT products together and mm -hmm. kind of like a virtual assistant, but not really. Um, so that's, other companies seeing that this thing worked and, and doing their own version of it, which is something that Apple often does. Sometimes mm -hmm. what they do is better. Sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess the other thing is it's just companies trying to find the next big thing. Mm -hmm. um, mobile is still huge. It's still part of what we do every day, um, but it's very much plateaued and we're not seeing like a ton of innovation in it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, 
so this is Microsoft, Apple, uh, and Amazon with with the new versions of the Echo. There's the Look and what was the other one called? Dean? The Show. The, the show. show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to create like an, a new, uh, I guess, a lack of a better way to describe it, exciting platform mm-hmm. that's different. Mm-hmm. And I should, uh, before you answer, Dean, I should mention, you know, like the show isn't currently coming to Canada, but I think it's not a question of if it will come to Canada so it's much when. as when. And I think that's the same with all of these two. Yeah, right? well, none of these are available in Canada right now, yeah. which... Um, Sucks. Unless you're an intrepid uh, smuggler <laughs> like Mr. Uh, Patrick here. Yeah, they all work uh, up here, right? Like yeah. I, um, Josh uh, from mm-hmm. the Financial Post, Josh McConnell, who's mm-hmm. been on the pod before. Mm-hmm. He has a um, Google Home at home and yeah. likes it. It works quite well. There's very few limitations with bringing mm-hmm. it over the over the U.S. border, north north of the wall, so to speak, to, to use mm-hmm. it. Um, and then the same with the Echo. Like I use the Echo every day. I ask it what the weather is in Toronto, and it tells me it's not warm enough yet. Yeah. Dean? Um, I think it's because it sells, right? Like mm-hmm. Amazon came up with this product and it works and people enjoy it. So mm-hmm. why not follow after it? Um, Google has their home. It, well, I remember watching um, it when it came out and it was really exciting. It was like, it looked really cool and it was with Google. Mm-hmm. I assumed it would come to Canada at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think you're wrong. I, it's coming eventually. Yeah. It's yeah. just a matter of when, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it looked good and now everyone else is like, these they have their own AI. Why don't they push something out as well? Like Harmon mm-hmm. Kardon will Harmon Kardon's invoke will use um, Cortana, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Cortana is a great AI. AI. I'm surprised my laptop's actually not reacting to it right now, but mm-hmm. um, it's always li- it's almost always listening. So um, something like that uh, will work. I think it'll even work maybe even better than Google Home. As mm-hmm. it, I think, at least comparing it with my Google Assistant product like my my phone that has google assistant it's i find the cortana is even better mm-hmm. do you do you find yourself using because uh, you're you're a windows user primarily right do you find mm-hmm. yourself using um uh cortana frequently honestly not at all but if i i forget it's there like okay. having a speaker having a speaker um and i see it's there or something like a home hub or anything i see it's there i'm gonna i'm gonna use it more my cortana like my i never actually use my laptop when i'm home well, it's a mm-hmm. it's a different use case right like the idea behind these virtual assistants because zach zach's like obsessed with um siri uh with siri and apple's home app and he's always always telling me that i need to set up a, a home kit mm-hmm. um and i'm like is I, he saying that because he's an apple fanboy or because he actually believes in you know the think a the little smart, bit yeah. i think a little bit of both <laughs> yeah. um but i'm always like so for me to use home one all the products that i have in my home that are iot need to be compatible with home which is not mm-hmm. the case and two i need to have uh hello siri enabled and i need to be within um i guess speaking distance of an apple device that's always listening Uh, I just find it so much easier to use the Echo because it works with everything that I have. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Um, and I can yell from across my apartment, like, hey, mm-hmm. 
turn on the lights, uh, Alexa, mm-hmm. and, and it and it just works. It just makes way more sense to me than than uh, Home does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh Rose kind of want to contextualize this question. Uh, we also found out this week uh, via The Verge that Microsoft is working on an extension to Windows 10 called Home Hub. And essentially what it does is it turns almost any Windows 10 PC into kind of like a co- or uh, Echo-like device. Uh, Dean wrote that story for Mobile Syrup. Um, obviously, we'll see Microsoft um, likely release dedicated devices uh, as well as their partners. Uh, I think they're going to take a similar approach that they've done with the Invoke, which is maybe they don't release uh, something like the Surface team creates a speaker, but instead they get their partners to do it. Um, Having been at, now that you're at Build, excuse me, what do you make of this approach? Uh, Is that kind of the way forward with these uh, devices? Is that how they get scale? Um, and become more than kind of just this like Silicon Valley fad for the moment. I think that does make a lot of sense with their strategy as to like cross device and cross platform. I think Mm -hmm. that they see the AI as, you know, not just being confined to the speaker, but bridging between the speaker and the desktop and mobile and, um, and, you know, maybe even going beyond voice to also include text commands as well. Like they said that they had 141 million uh, monthly active users for Cortana, but they didn't differentiate between voice and text commands. Um, and I think it, it makes sense in that respect. I don't think that, you know, a standalone speaker is ever going to take over, um, over you know, mobile, over other platforms, I think it, it, it requires the whole, all these different platforms to come together mm-hmm. to provide that one singular AI experience, uh, which I would be interested in. Uh, so follow-up question to all of you, um, and if you could just answer in turn, what do you think is the kind of killer feature for these devices? And starting with you, Patch, because you do have you, the most experience. Do you mean like broadly, like um, all of them or just one specific one? You can go with okay. it either way. Like, I know you have specific reasons you love yeah, your yeah. Echo. Uh, um, so I, I, I guess I can talk about the, the reasons why mm-hmm. I really like the Echo. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I've always been fascinated with gadgets. And one of the sort of areas where there's a lot of development in the gadget space now is IoT things. So mm-hmm. I have various lamps and Hue smart light bulbs and mm-hmm. uh, the Ecobee 3, I believe, mm-hmm. and a bunch of Ecobee sensors and like, mm-hmm. all kinds of different IoT devices. Um, but what's frustrating is the only way to use these various devices is through apps, which is great, but you have to use a different app for every single for one. Everyone, of them. yeah. Um, Apple's home platform does a great way of sort of combining all of the devices into one place as long as it's compatible with home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same case with the Echo, but I've just found that more of the devices that I own actually work with the Echo as opposed to, to home. Mm. So I use the Amazon Echo as a way to link all of these devices together. Um, I just found it the simplest and easiest way to do it. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I think the killer feature is right now. I do think that there's more that it could do. Like, uh, it would be great if I could wake up in the morning and be like, Alexa, give me a recap of uh, all the latest headlines for the morning or get Alexa to read my recent primary emails or something like mm-hmm. that, important emails. Um, so I think there is a lot more that can be done there. But currently, for me, the killer feature is uh, IoT connectivity mm-hmm. and linking everything together. Dean? So I don't own any, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of the opposite of Patrick. I do not have any like, IoT devices in my home. I live with my family still, and mm-hmm. um, 
but I still would really want one of these, and I think it's just that this might sell an immature, it might show my age, but the coolness factor of it, mm -hmm. um, just being able to talk to something that's always listening and uh, telling it that you or you have a question, just any sort of question, or um, asking it just, just anything, or having it tell you things that you don't know. Like I, I every morning I get up, I look the I look at the weather in mm -hmm. Toronto. It'd be so much easier if I just like got up and asked something. Hey, tell me the weather. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's fair. Like I, I have friends who have come over and seen the echo and just like started asking you random stuff. For sure, yeah. It's Alexa's not the the greatest virtual assistant, but um, it, it's able to Wikipedia things. So you can mm -hmm. ask it to like Wikipedia Pokemon or Wikipedia whatever, and it'll it'll read back an answer. And all of the people that I've brought over that have, have tried it have been like that is cool so mm -hmm. uh, i think that's a fair well, commentary yeah, i think that's totally fair right like i think you know obviously smartphones were really usable but there was something just very cool about the fact that you could it was a different completely different interface where you could just touch it and something happened right uh but rose what's your take I, I agree with Dean, and I think it's all about the third-party integrations. Mm -hmm. um, the more big apps you have working really closely and really smoothly with these AIs, um, so it's the more it becomes really, really fun to interact with them yourself. Mm -hmm. So I, I, uh, I'm pretty um, bullish, I guess you would say, on the mm -hmm. technology. And... Uh, and I personally don't use it that much right now as I'm just not a voice AI person, mm -hmm. but uh, I think I'll get more into it just via text commands, mm -hmm. which will, to my mind, be the likely way that most people will use it. Um, you know, we've from these companies, you know, they always make sure when they present these products to kind of state the advantages for consumers. But in some ways, I'd say with all of these kind of there's more advantages to getting an Echo in every home for Amazon than there is for the consumer. Um, do you want to speak to that, Rose? And then maybe Pat as well and Dean? Just sort of the, yeah, there, there's a, a great deal of advantage as we're talking about with Microsoft Graph to just being able to get uh, these vast amounts of data and information on your consumers. Um, but there is, you know, also that sort of recipro reciprocal benefit for the user as well. Mm -hmm. um, to my mind, it may be worth it to others. It's it's definitely a compromise of mm -hmm. privacy. So I understand that, but I think it is the way of the future. Mm -hmm. So the questions about the whether the compromise of privacy for functionality is I, worthwhile, or I'd say like, so more so like there's definitely a benefit for the consumer, but the benefits for the companies that are creating these seem to far outweigh the benefits to the consumer, right? Like it's Yeah, very in, in, in some cases. I mean, to, to do the job that we do to like be connected to devices, I think uh, everyone gives up some level of privacy, whether mm -hmm. that's right or not. That's the, the world that we live in, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Um like, I mean, on Android devices, if you have certain tracking enabled, you can literally see, like, exactly where you went all day. Yeah. And Google has all of that data. Mm -hmm. um, do I think that the trade-off is fair? I, I I was arguing with Douglas about this on CanCon once. Uh, mm -hmm. I honestly... Shout-outs to CanCon. Yeah, yeah. I honestly don't care as long as my data is being anonymized. Mm -hmm. um, as long as there's no way that it can be linked to me, I, I really don't care who's who's mm -hmm. tracking me. Uh, and for something, I, I guess the one that I, the one thing that I always use as an example is Google Now. 
um, yeah. that's probably the one that uh, I guess is the most part of my life when I'm using an Android device where you have to give up a lot of your privacy in order to use it. I, I think it's great. Like it, it shows me my most recent read emails. It tells me when like I need to leave to get mm-hmm. to a flight that's sitting in my inbox that I've never told it about. Yeah. Um, I find that really useful. There's a bunch of other little things, but for me, as long as that data is anonymized, that trade-off's fine. I don't mm-hmm. It's cool. Cool with me. Patrick, Patrick kind of said a lot of what I was thinking. Um, mm-hmm. I find um, it's worth it. Like, mm-hmm. I personally don't have, I know that certain people may have that problem. I speak to other people who don't like their devices or like having so much connectivity to like the world out there, like following mm-hmm. you around. But um, me, I think it's worth it. It's like Patrick. I I go somewhere repeatedly every day, and now my phone will tell me, "Hey, you need to leave at this time," or um, it will tell me. Like it gives you go train times, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It oh, tells. It's, it's awesome. It tells me what time I. So I leave um, different. I go like to work different ways, different days. Um, I mm-hmm. some days I, dr- I drive to a certain location. Some days I. Um, take the bus and most days I take the bus so it's now registered that I take transit and it will Mm -hmm. now just tell me the transit times at first it was telling me car times I got a little confused but it's learned and it's it's cool that it's learning Um, I think it's I definitely think it's worth the privacy as long as they aren't as long as they don't really know who I am and in all honesty what am I trying to hide either Mm -hmm. like even if they do even if it's not completely randomized, which I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with because it is an invasion of privacy, but um, I personally don't mind, and I mm-hmm. I like it. Fair. Uh, so Rose has to head to uh, another meeting soon, uh, but before we do, uh, before we sign off, as we usually do, we give shout-outs. Uh, so Rose, you're on the ground. How about you give us your shout-out? Okay, my shout out goes to uh, something that we worked on together, actually. You mm-hmm. and me and Igor, I was going to mention uh, this great uh, explainer that Igor wrote up called uh, It's About RCS Messaging and What Is That? And we've had a lot of interest on the site about it, and people have wondered about how they can take advantage of it, how it works. So we decided we'd do up a story about it, and Igor led on that one, and it's really, really interesting. And we also got into a bit of the uh, data and privacy concerns there as well. So mm-hmm. check it out. Oh, thank you. Uh, Dean? Um, so can I give more than one shout-out? You're new, sure. All right, so my first shout-out goes to Rose um, because of just the work she's been doing at like, Build. We got, um, she's just done a lot. Mm-hmm. And she's not sleep, that. not what? sleeping enough. She's killing You're the game. Sleep. Yeah, she needs to sleep more because she's mm-hmm. doing a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, go, go to bed. Yeah, even uh, though it's uh, only thanks, twelve o'clock <laughs> yeah. on the West Coast. Uh, um, I also shout out to um, Igor, Patrick, and everyone else for letting me like help me as I become as I was an intern and now help me more as I start working here as well. So thanks, guys. You're very welcome, Dean. It is our pleasure, Pat. So uh, this segment, which I renamed my weekly Nintendo Switch uh, of audio column. Uh, <laughs> this week, I, I want to send a shout out to a dude who I have no idea who he is, but he made a skin, which is a case for the Nintendo Switch. Kind It's kind of like a case. It's like a sticker that goes on top of it. Yeah, it looks fantastic. And it's it's homemade. It's I wrote it late last night. I saw this at like 1030 at night. And it was like, man, 
got to write this, got to let the people know about how cool this thing is. Um, so it's, it's, it's shaped, it's not shaped, it's colored like a Super Nintendo and adopts some of the design, like the, the uh, green, blue, red, yellow buttons and some of the shading and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it basically makes the Nintendo Switch look like a Super Nintendo. Um, I must say, if the Switch looked like that, like the actual switch that nintendo sells that would be a very easy sell they, i know they may release one at some point because they did do something similar for, sure. for the, the 3ds, DS right yeah. so it's possible but this guy decided to take it upon himself um i believe he's from uh, south korea it was posted yeah. on south korean social network and it's sort of blown up today i've seen people retweeting it at all all over mm-hmm. the place um but I think for me, what was most fascinating about this is that he did it on his own. Yeah. He, he just made up the designs. I'm assuming printed them out with a special printer with special paper or whatever. Yeah. Um, and did a really cool job with it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime where someone takes it upon their own to do something cool like that is really cool. And it looks great, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Rose has been shouted out to many times already, but I'll give another shout out to Rose. Thank you again for your amazing work. Uh, oh my gosh, guys, you're going to make it go to my head. <laughs> um, you're y- going to come back with a spiky armband. With a spiky armband, I w- yes. I already purchased it, Pat. Good, I'm glad. Uh, on that note, uh, we'll see uh, We'll see you all around. Remember to follow, like, and subscribe on whatever social media channel you follow, Mobile Syrup. And we are at Mobile Syrup. Dean, where can people find you on the internet? Oh. On Twitter, what's your Twitter handle? Oh, yeah. oh my Twitter handle is I don't actually know about her. I think it's Dean CW. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I think that's what it is. Yes. You can find me at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke. That's my Twitter handle. I'm not going to spell my last name. Uh, I'm just at Igor Bonifacic. If you want to know how to spell that, just look at the byline. Uh, and thank you again, uh, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Peace. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.